From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Pleasure now as the GameBridge LPGA comes up January 27th through January 30th at Boca Rio, making its return. And the woman who last won it when it was at Boca Rio is Madeline Sackstrom, and she joins us here on uh, ESPN 106.3. And Madeline, first of all, appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. And uh, for, for you to come back to the place where you won your first LPGA Tour tournament, I got to think that while well, you went through the whole uh, media scrum last year, is the defending champion to actually return to the place where you won it a couple of years ago. It's got to be pretty significant for you. Uh, yes, thank you for having me so much. Um, it's, it's It kind of feels like I'm kind of defending champion two years in a row now. I finally get to go back to to where I where I played and where I won. And I know last year I was still defending champion, but it's it, it, it really feels nice to go back. I, I clearly love that golf course. So I, uh, I have good memories and I'm very excited. Nice for you, too, being uh, an Orlando resident. Uh, you can just uh, shoot down the turnpike, get to Boca Raton. It's not quite a home game, but it's it's pretty close to one for you. Yeah, no, this first stretch for us is actually really nice. I get to start I get to start in Orlando and then heading down to Boca. So it's uh, it's nice to drive your own car. We we fly and travel so much. So every time when you have that luxury, it's uh, it, it just makes you really excited. I have spent my entire professional career just talking, just saying things. Like, it's what I do. I've never had the satisfaction of winning a competitive sporting event, a tournament, and you were able to, to pick up your first LPGA Tour win uh, at the Boca Rio. I know it's a while ago, but I'm sure you still are able to recapture some of those feelings, finally able to to hoist a trophy. What are your, your biggest recollections of the game bridge? Uh, back in uh, 2020? Well, I think you always tried. I mean, we're, you lose more in my sport than you win. So it's it's one of those feelings you want to linger on and you want to go back and revisit those. I, I do save a lot of memories from that week. I have a lot of the TV footage on my phone and I, I try to go back and I look at it and just see what did I do then? How did I feel? Um, but for me, like the biggest thing, it was just kind of how easy it was. I felt so at peace. Obviously, I was nervous. I was excited. But those are kind of the feelings that, that we as golfers want. Most professional athletes want because then you know you're in it. So, sure. um, But just kind of how, how, how at place I felt. Like I knew that my game was good enough and I just, and I just needed to let go and, and kind of get that result with it. Just prove that I belong on the LPGA Tour and I, I belong in the winner's circle. I broadcast a lot of college football, a lot of college basketball, and I know in the biggest moments late in games, I'm nervous, and I'm just describing the action uh, for you. And that win at the game bridge that came down to uh, the final hole uh, for you, how do you keep your composure? How do you keep yourself even keeled enough to where you can still perform? And you're feeling the nervousness, but you're still able to function. How do you do that? I think it comes down to, I mean, we've done the reps, you've done the practice, you know, um, you know, you've put in the time. And, and I, I do, I kind of go back now to when people say, even when Tiger says, like, I've done the grind. It's like, now this is your time to just go out and play and enjoy it. And, and I think that kind of comes back to just trusting that you put in the work. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's difficult, but it, I think a lot of it comes with experience. The, the younger you are, the more nervous you get. And then the more experience you get, then you, you know you've been in these situations before. I mean, I've been up there a bit last year. I never really pulled it off, but it, it, it's still you, remind, you get reminded of the feelings because you've had them before. 2020 Gamebridge LPGA champion Madeline Sangstrom with us here on ESPN 106.3. We are just a couple of weeks away from the Gamebridge LPGA back at Boca Rio. And uh, how is the holidays for you? What do you do during the holidays from a golf standpoint? How much do you kick your feet up a little bit and just sort of relax so you can gear up for the grind that's about to come? I I was I took two weeks off uh, in the beginning right after uh, we played our tour final. So I actually went back to Sweden got to see some family. Uh, it's been a bit of a struggle with COVID for us. So like for everyone else, so it's been a bit struggle to travel overseas to see everyone. So it was nice to kind of go back uh, and do that. But then I went back to America pretty quick after and I, I'd have practice since before Christmas. So um, my coach was just in town and we've been doing some really long days these last five days. So that's kind of been my preseason work. And now it's we're getting more into getting the tournament mode ready. So we've been doing more mechanical work. I've been working a lot in my gym and just uh, just trying to get the body ready. And now I think it's time to get the mind more ready. The, the first couple of tournaments of the year, how much stock do you take in it? I know you want to win. I know that's the objective is to win tournaments, but there's also a buildup for majors and for, for later on in the year. How do you consume the first couple of tournaments of the year? What are you trying to accomplish other than just victories here? Well, this year is kind of it's kind of good. We we play three weeks and then we have three weeks off. So this year is kind of that you get a little test. Okay, what? Because every every year you sit down. Okay, this is what I liked about my play, and this mm-hmm. is what I want to improve. So you you spend a good couple months of actually trying to improve your game and figure out those weaknesses. But so these these are kind of really the testing zone. Like, have I done the right work? And so it, things are going in the right direction. And then I think that. I'm going to sit down and look, okay, this is what I've been, this is the effort I've been putting in. Is it doing the results that I want? So um, it's a good little startup, but at the same time, like you said, I mean, we want to go out and we want to win. So uh, it's a, it's a bit mixed feelings, but I think everyone out on tour, they're always trying to improve. That's, that's what we're searching for. So um, that's kind of, you got, you get to check it out. One of the great things about Madeline Sackstrom is that she is very open about where her game is at and how she's feeling at a certain time. That's what I've enjoyed most about following your career. And so I do want to ask you, you finishing tied for second at the Open Championship, that is far and away your your best major performance. I have to imagine you do that and you say to yourself, you know what? It actually is very realistic that I could grab one of these sometime soon. No, for sure. And I think that uh, I was on a good run in 2020. And then and then when we had our massive break there for five months, it, it kind of hit me hard. I didn't play as well when I came back out. And I, I, I mean, obviously, I wish I would have kept going. And I've been kind of searching a little bit since, kind of been trying out a few things, didn't work out. So I really think that this summertime, I played very well at the Olympics too. And I had some good good finishes before that so that's kind of I, I knew then that I've kind of gotten back in, back into my rhythm um, I was doing good things and they were leading in the right direction I switched out my putting a little bit more and um, started doing aim points and it's just I can just see that the things that I had tried worked so now it's just continuing to work on the puzzle and then just hoping when that day comes that the puzzle falls in like in the right place 
Sure. I do have to ask you, how does a, uh, a young woman golfer from Sweden, uh, how long does it take her to adjust to LSU, to Baton Rouge? What was that like, uh, bringing your life to, uh, I mean, such a vastly different place than where you grew up? I really think that the people kind of took, embraced me and just, and just let me be a part of the community. It, it was, I mean, a massive culture shock, obviously it, it was, it was and nothing that I've ever experienced before. I came to, came to a school and people thought it was cool that I played golf and I had never had that really <laughs> back at home. So it, um, everybody really just took care of me. It, it was so nice. I, I had a fantastic school to be able to practice and I love the culture. I love food. So it fit me, right. It fit me so well. Uh, it was some of the golf part that was that took me a bit of a while, like kind of like Bermuda grass took me a good five years to figure yeah. out. So, so it 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 was a, it was a it was a great experience, and I would never change it for anything. So it uh, I really enjoyed my time there. That is awesome. I've actually never met anyone who's had a bad time in Baton Rouge. So that's good that, uh, that the streak is alive now. Uh, Madeline Sagstrom with us here on ESPN 106.3. couple of more for the 2020 Gamebridge LPGA champion headed back to Boca Rio here in just a couple of weeks time. Uh, with, with Boca Rio, what are the most challenging parts of that course where if you conquer it, you feel like you're in a position to win? When we played in 2020, it was playing fairly long. So I think that having a solid ball, uh, ball striking week is really good. And like we know Florida, you it can get really windy here. So yeah. I think that that's definitely going to play a big part. Uh, we had some windy days back in 2020. So I mean, I hope for some wind because I think the Florida golf is fun. Um, and also, I think that the short game is, is kind of tricky because like I said, we have Bermuda uh, in Florida and it, it gets a little bit you need to play different shots than we might do when we're playing up in Michigan and stuff. So um, I love it because I mean, I mean, I'm based in Florida, so I love that kind of game. So I, it fits my eye very well. It fits my game very well. So it's, uh, it's all about the conditions really. I did want to ask you as well. Uh, ProMedica is the new presenting sponsor of the USGA Championship, and that means that the U.S. Women's Open, the payout's going to be up to $10 million this year. Uh, it's going to ramp up each year, and it's going to end up being fairly close to what the men make. There is going to be maybe more so equal pay than we've ever seen uh, between uh, the two different golf organizations. For you, uh, one that's got to be gratifying fine two it's probably got to feel like a long time coming but three it seems like there is such a massive effort being made now i think that's something that the women's tour we've done we've worked so hard for a lot of years we do a fantastic job with sponsors we do great with proams so it's it's really it's really great to see that um that everybody is want to bring the women's game to a higher level and i think it's it's, it's great for the youth coming from below, knowing that they have a great future and a great establishment, establishment to go to and play at. So, I mean, it's for us, it's, it's just a keep, it's a building block from what we've done. We've worked for a long time and I know all the girls want to see it more equal. And I, I think that the men too want to see it more equal. So it's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's just such a great way to, I mean, I think women's golf is, it's been growing so well over the last few years and it's, it's just proves that all our hard work is coming coming together well 
there's so much star power and it's such an entertaining product and uh, you're right it is starting to come up here in a major way and uh, i think there there should be more buy-in because again this is a great product that's out there on a near week-to-week basis but again madeline saxstrom one of the young stars that is making this big push for women's golf and she'll be at boca rio for the gamebridge lpga january 27th heading down from her home in orlando to try and win at Rio for a second straight time. Madeline, thank you so much for the time. Really awesome to talk to you. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks down here, okay? Thank you for having me. I look forward to it. One of the brightest stars in women's golf, Madeline Sagstrom, here with us on Ken LaVica Live. More to come. I'm Ken LaVica, and we're on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Kelvick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. 22 years of doing it, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. It's Wednesday. That means that we are headed to the movies. We are headed to review the silver screen. It is Jeanette Javier, Sports Movie Spectacular. Jeanette, who doesn't watch sports movies, has spent the better part of her life not watching sports movies, now trying to acclimate herself into the world of sports movies. Last week, Jeanette, it was Hoosiers Mm -hmm. that we reviewed, Mm -hmm. and now today we are giving one through five plantains, you being a proud Dominican, five plantains, Superior, one plantain, not so good. Rotten. What movie are we reviewing today? Raging Bull. Raging Bull, the boxing classic is what Jeanette has chosen as her movie to review. All right, Jeanette, sports movie spectacular. What are your notes on Raging Bull? So it was a super extra open to start with, but it's Martin Scorsese. So I was like, okay, this man typically knows what he's doing, so I better be entertained for the next two hours for a sports film, which I thought was absurd, but whatever. Robert De Niro was an absolute babe in the movie. Uh, I've never seen him uh, like that I mean, young. How ripped up is he? He looked uh, good. I was like, oh, well, at least for two hours I get yeah. young Robert De Niro. That's right. And... There was a pool in the movie. I never really understood this whole like pool scenario. It was definitely a big part of the plot. Where there were a lot of neighborhoods with just like random pools in the 40s like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a neighborhood pool, yes. Okay, and the Vicky girl, she was the stud of the pool, but like all the men wanted her. Mm-hmm. She was the hot babe, so I was very, I was attracted to her too. She is the object of many affections in this movie. And like, help me answer this. Yeah. Why do all boxing movies have a heavy accent? Uh, There's, it's always like some northeast, like yo, bro, no. da, 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 like I mean, what's up with that? Boxing is an international sport. Boxing is a sport that brings on all nationalities, especially in that area. The Italian uh, boxing scene. I mean, they, these we're talking about some of the the greatest boxers of all time. We're talking Rocky Marciano. We're talking uh, some some unbelievable. Uh, you know, heritage in that sport. That's but, why. But with, like, Rocky, too, it's, they were so heavy. But then, you know, I shouldn't be complaining because my mommy has one of the heaviest accents yeah. in the world, too. Stone, I think what's happening here is Jeanette is just crapping on Italians. I think that's what's happening here. That is just, very offensive. I can't no believe that this is devolved I into that. I love Italian tonight. food. You're better than that. No, that, 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 that Italian men are very offensive. nice. Okay, good. Perfect. What else do we have here? Uh, something, going back to Vicky, she's thicker than most women and movies and I highly appreciated that. 
That was really nice. Matters. Vicky Good. coming through. Good. And there was like one time, one like 10 minutes he was married mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's not married yeah, anymore. Right, right, right. I, I never understood that. They skipped that entire part. Mm. And another awkward date in the movie. I'm slowly realizing that sports movies just have awkward dates. Mm. He's brought Vicky to his house and something that he wanted to point out, he goes, that was a bird. At least it was a bird. It could be dead. Like, yeah, nothing says, as he's taking her to a room, that's a very sexy scene. because he's a salt of the earth man. And I noticed... I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a whole scene I was like, you did my wife! Mm -hmm. You did my wife! Mm -hmm. Okay, Everybody knew that Vicky mm-hmm. was part of mm-hmm. just everybody's life. That was so unnecessary and uncalled to, for. Well, it took a good 15 to 20 minutes yeah. of the same thing being said over and over but again. It's tough to come to terms, though, with the fact that your wife is sleeping around. Well, well why do you have to get so violent? They told him. Well, His boy told him. His yeah. brother told him. Yeah. So why was it so surprising? Well, sometimes you knew hard. what you were getting into. Yeah, not everybody has the calm sensibilities you do about that, Jeanette. Also, one thing I highly noticed, and I marked it down here at 124, mm-hmm. the movie got boring. It was boring. Wait, you think Raging Bull got boring? Yes. I, I minute, wrote it down here. At an, at an hour, hour 24, 24 minutes. That's where it's just picking up. No, I completely lost That's interest what we're after one championship. He a- just won his. These are what. This is what it says here. Completely lost interest after an hour twenty four minutes in the movie. He just won his biggest title, starting the beef with Vicky again. That's when I completely so lost two interest. Two for two on both movies being boring for you. Yeah. Hoosiers was boring in its own right, and now Raging Bull is boring. So, uh, And, know, of course, he moved to Miami and turned yeah. into a man of the streets, like every other man in this world. Not <laughs> shocking. So, overall, I am, I am uh, really appreciating Jeanette's outlook on the world and how she looks at these, especially a movie that's set in the 40s. Jeanette having 2022 sensibilities and applying them to movies in the 40s and movies that were based in the 50s. Like Maybe we should go with a modern day sports movie that's set in modern times next to see how Jeanette applies her worldview to that. I, mean, I think we have to. We can't go over three. Because I, the, <laughs> apparently the 40s and the 50s is making Jeanette extremely upset because, oh God forbid, the world now doesn't work like it did 70 years ago. All right, Jeanette, one through five plantains, five being the best, one being the worst. Raging Bull, your one. review. One? One, you don't even have to finish. I, 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 I'm okay if I never have to see that movie again. So Hoosier's got three plantains. Raging Bull gets one. One I of was the single bored. greatest films of all time. Jeanette didn't like the length and she said it was boring and she's upset that the main and character predictable. upset that uh, the, his wife was being slept with. And the accents. And the accents. Right, don't forget uh, she doesn't like And he turned into a man of the streets like every other man in this world who comes to Miami. Shocking. And that is your sports movie spectacular. Your Jeanette Javier sports movie spectacular. One plantain for Raging Bull. Next week, what do we have on the docket? The blind side. The blind side. So we are going a bit more modern here. A bit more modern here. Okay. Yes. Excellent. From, Sandra Bullock. From what we've done so far and the notes you've taken, I think the blind side will be more your speed. Okay. We'll Hugh see. Freeze stars in that movie, correct? Hugh Freeze is in that movie? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh Freeze stars, uh, stars in the blind side. A hot Tim McGraw. Uh, a hot Tim McGraw. Sure. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put t- hot and Tim McGraw in the same sentence. Oh, Jeanette and I are on the same page with that. By the way, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, overrated as a couple. Yes, thank you. 
Ken LaVica Live, more after this on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. a circus. Welcome back in. Ken LaVica Live presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Let's get right into it. We tried something. I mean, we really, really tried. The The effort was there. Whether or not the execution actually followed, that um, that is that is up for interpretation. The jury is out. Uh, we are going to relive it, though. It at least qualified to be the EDS coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. In light of all the heartbreaking losses for fan bases, just having their hearts ripped out this weekend, whether it be Tennessee or Green Bay or Tampa or Buffalo, we decided, myself, Theo Dorsey, Stone Labanowitz, that uh, we were going to we gonna call some friends of the show and just check in on them, uh, fans of the respective franchises that uh, took the proverbial football club to the groin. And uh, the, the intent was good. Uh, we were wholesome. We meant what we said when we told them we were there for them. Some wanted the encouraging words, though, and the words of support more than others. You'll hear exactly what I'm talking about. Here is our NFL support line from Monday. It's the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. I want to reach out to um, some of our unfortunate friends today friends of the show friends of ken levick alive and not they're not personally unfortunate theo but as we laid out earlier the fact that they're fans of teams that actually have expectations mm. uh that that they are capable of achieving possible greatness that's on them that's their fault we you a panthers fan me grew up bears fan dolphin supporter we've chosen mediocrity which yeah. is good yeah it saves it's heartbreak. Yeah, it's very, very <laughs> it's safe. safe Exceedingly safe. But Bills fans, they're hurting. Bucks fans, they're hurting. Packers fans, <clears throat> Titans fans, it's been a rough, rough, rough weekend. So what I wanted to do is just, I feel it's part of our, as, as, as hosts, Theo, and part of our presence in the community, Stone, to, to do things for others mm. and to reach out and to show that, um, that we care. So we're going to, we're going to do that right now. Okay. You mentioned last week you were a man of the people. I am a man of the people. Theo, man of the people. Yeah. More so than me. I actually don't like people. Theo does <laughs> like people, and he's a man of the people. People's champ. Yeah. So if you could, let's, um, let's, uh, let's call our friend Ashley Holder uh, up in Buffalo. She's a, a big Bills fan, and uh, she's a reporter up there at WGRZ uh, in Buffalo. Let's go ahead and uh, give her a call, though. Just reaching out. Friendly phone call. So, Theo, we're just going to be there for for them, okay? Just a, a proverbial radio shoulder to, to cry on, okay? Okay, that's, that's going to be fun. That's going to be yeah, fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure that they know that, uh, that, that we are there for them. And um, let's see. Is um, it ringing? There we go. There it is. It took a while. 
2022. We're still trying to get this phone thing together. It's nice, though. Hello. Hi, uh, Ashley. Uh, this is Ken Levicka from uh, ESPN 106.3 in West Palm Beach. You're on the air. Uh, I, we, Theo Dorsey is here. Yeah. Uh, and hey, uh, we're just reaching out to uh, fans of, of football teams that lost over the weekend. And we want to make sure you're okay as a Bills fan today. Of course, I'm doing good. And see, the difference is I'm not a Bills fan. I just report for the team. So we got to be clear on that. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, well, that's good. You've you, saved yourself some hold of on. the... Uh, she has her twins, and she, new twins, by the way. Congratulations. congratulations. You have Thank Bills you. onesies for the twins. I think you might be okay. A no, actually, okay, so I'm pretty known in Buffalo. So the hospital and the team made oh. sure that I had stuff ready for the twins. I'm actually a Steelers fan, so. Oh, that's a whole separate yeah. discussion. Oh. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, we were already going down, so it doesn't matter. But I am hurt. I am hurt for the Bills, trust me. Right. I, it hurts me to see Josh Allen on, on Zoom right now. It, it sucks. Uh, it's, and it's good for business. Yeah, I mean, you you being a reporter up there at WGRZ, it's good for business when the Bills are, are a step away from the Super Bowl or winning. So this inherently is painful. What about the people around you? Is, there, is it a dour Buffalo? right now oh for sure i mean for what i've what i've heard i'm actually back in charlotte right now but um talking to everybody you know bill's mafia is upset they're sad you know and i think when you go out against the same team that put you out of the afc championship game last year then you lose to them the next year in the divisional round i mean it just kind of feels like david and goliath right like you got to figure out how to get over that hump because right now the chiefs are their kryptonite yeah but you saw the game. That game was phenomenal. That was the best game of the weekend. I mean, it was a great weekend of football, but that by far was the best. And you can tell that that Buffalo Bills team, they're going to go to a Super Bowl and they're going to get a they're going to get a championship. That's 100%. what I keep saying. I agree with Ashley. That's why it's not as gut wrenching to say the Packers who are about to blow up their team because there's a future right. with the with the Bills. Well, Ashley, congratulations on the Twins. Uh, enjoy Charlotte, and uh, when you get back to Buffalo, uh, just please be very very delicate with those people. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry, I will. We'll talk next year when they get the Super Bowl. All right. Oh, oh, a bold, declaration. Bold. <laughs> Appreciate you, Ashley. That's Ashley Holder again, WGRZ uh, up in uh, in Buffalo. So she's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, she's okay That's now good. because she's able to be at home. She's, she has her twins to look after. She's doing her motherly duties away from Buffalo. I get it. Here's what we'll do. If, if, if you have anybody out there that you know that is a Bills fan and would like us to reach out, uh, just as a friendly friendship phone call to check mm. in on them, a welfare check, if you will. If you have a Bills fan we need to talk to, call right now, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Give Stone the name and the phone number of the person we're calling off the air, and we'll call them on the air and make sure that they feel okay. <laughs> uh, until then, let's go ahead and uh, call, uh, should we call uh, Marketing Director Courtney? I think uh, it's huge good. Packers fan. Yeah, 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 let's go ahead and uh, and do that. Let's go ahead and give her a call here. Oh, right, man. Packers fans, they are certainly trying to fight through this. What a what a tough weekend. And and their team is about to completely disintegrate. Yeah. Other than that, though, life is good, right? At yeah. least they have Lambeau. They have Lambeau. They still have Matt LaFleur, which yeah. Courtney's a big fan of Matt LaFleur. We should ask her about Matt LaFleur. Oh, yeah. I wonder too. how good Matt LaFleur is going to be Hello? without Aaron Rodgers. Oh, hey, uh, Courtney, uh, Marketing Director Courtney, you're on the air. Uh, this is uh, Ken Levicka, Theo Dorsey, Stone LeBanowitz, Ken Levicka Live. You know the show. Um, we just wanted to kind of give you a welfare call, see uh, see how you're doing after the Packers lost on Saturday. I am not well, Ken. Uh, Stone, hit the music, please. I have never been more heartbroken mm -hmm. or upset after I pack. 
so so um, how did you consume Saturday's loss? What did you do in the immediate aftermath? We, I just want to make sure that uh, that you're doing things healthily. Oh, I mean, you know, I just drank my sorrows away. You know, yeah. I feel like that's the only logical thing you can do. Sure, sure, you sure. know, it's, it's either that or drown in self-pity and, like, self-doubt. So I might as well consume an alcoholic beverage to help those thoughts go away. I wonder, though, Courtney, is there any consolation that now you feel Matt LaFleur had his glow-up? I saw those tweets you put <laughs> of pictures of Matt LaFleur. <laughs> Does that help console you in your time of darkness here? I mean, I guess, like, he's great to look at, and he's a wonderful specimen. I mean, he did give, okay, the thing is, I have to give it to Jimmy Garoppolo. Even though I hated his guts because he made Aaron Rodgers look like garbage during that game on Saturday. He did. But he is, he is fine to look at. Like, it's almost like you can't be mad at Jimmy Garoppolo for, like, winning because he's just, so damn attractive yeah. and they're just like man he's a good looking human uh, yeah. so Courtney, it's like you can't really be mad at him yeah, you know yeah, Courtney, he's just so Courtney, good Courtney was definitely drinking during the game yeah, on yeah. Saturday she might be drinking uh, right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so moving forward what if you never see Aaron Rodgers uh, his number 12 in a Packers uniform again Courtney I just want to make sure that you're prepared for the worst here okay because we're reaching out to you to make sure you're okay I mean, yeah, listen, I, this was Aaron Rodgers' last game at Lambeau Field. If any of you listened to his press conference, he made it very clear that he did not want to be part of a rebuild. Um, he, I think if Devontae Adams leaves, he leaves. They're an unofficial official package deal at this point. So I think, you know, you know you're in a relationship with somebody and needs it. Like, both of you know it's time to break up and both of you know it's time to like go your separate ways but neither of you want to be like the first one to do it yeah that's where we're at right now with aaron Rodgers. Oh, like man. we're basically just waiting on who is gonna like break up with who first but mm. i think we're mentally prepared as packers fans well. that that was aaron Rodgers' last Game. Well, we wanted to reach out to you. We wanted you uh, to make sure you're okay. Uh, we're glad that you're you're functioning today. And if uh, if you need a shoulder, Theo, Stone, myself, we're pretty broad-shouldered. Uh, we'll help you through this difficult time, okay? We got you. Thanks. I, uh, I will be taking portions of all three of your paychecks to pay for my therapy. <laughs> oh, man, that was actually, I did not expect that. You know what? Uh, go 49ers. Appreciate that. Uh, we're we're trying to make uh, we're trying to make uh, some 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 people feel better here today. Uh, what do we have here, Stone? Go ahead and uh, we're we're trying to find a Bills fan that we can uh, make a welfare call to. And I think we got one. Okay. Ed from TC Palm called. Yeah. And imagine that John wasn't listening because he's working right now. Oh, oh but John gotcha. Santucci is a major Bills fan. Oh, John Santucci. So we should give we should give John a call. Real we should quick. give old John a call. All right, let's go ahead and give uh, John a call here. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. All right, John Santucci, our friend from uh, from uh, from up north in the uh, the Treasure Coast, one of the most outstanding high school football writers of. Uh, of all time, to be honest, and he covered Stone an awful lot uh, in high school. If we get a voicemail, just pick up the phone. Uh, let's see here if uh, we can... Uh... Hello? Hi, uh, John. This is Ken Lavica. You're on the air on ESPN 106.3. Uh, good to talk to you. It's been a while, but also we wanted to reach out, you being a Bills fan, and uh, make sure that you're okay. 
Okay, so John didn't want to be. <laughs> I think I think we lost John. <laughs> Did John hang up on us? Oh man, John definitely hung <laughs> up on us. Thanks a lot, Ed. John. All right. All right. We were just trying to make. You know what? He but I thought get it was it. a prank call. I get it. No, I probably, but also I get it. He doesn't want to talk about it yet. He said he, he doesn't want to talk about it yet. He's, he's in a tough mourning period. I totally understand that. Uh, that was actually legitimately <laughs> hilarious, and I did not see that coming. Um, let's go ahead and uh, let's so call a Bucks up. fan here, shall we, uh, Stone? Let's call a, a Bucks fan. This is the call I've been waiting on. Yeah. So uh, we are going to call a woman who joins us every Wednesday here on Kemlevick Alive, who spent $700 to sit in the lower bowl oh. of yesterday's um, Buccaneers-Rams game to uh, watch her team lose and possibly the last game that Tom Brady's ever played. And this is a woman who was so confident in the box that she thought about buying Super she Bowl did. tickets. She talked to me about that, and I said, that's foolish. I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, very, very foolish. And I'm glad that she... Uh, she did that. Uh, she maybe got to see him. Hello? Uh, hi, uh, Jeanette Javier. This is uh, Ken Lavica from ESPN 106.3. You're on the air. Oh, Stone, by the way, uh, play the music, please, uh, if you could. Let's go ahead and uh, play the music here. Um, uh, so, uh, Jeanette, what we're doing here is um, it's Theo Dorsey, Stone Labanowitz, hey, Ken Lavica. You know us from ESPN 106.3. Um, uh, we just hey. wanted to call and make sure that, uh, that you're doing okay. After the Bucks lost I'm not. Yesterday. How you feeling? I'm definitely not. Oh, no. I'm not okay. I'm hungover and heartbroken. You're hungover and heartbroken. Mm. First of all, let's talk about the hangover. <laughs> Just how bad of a hangover are we talking right now? It was pretty rough in the morning. Um, it was a little tough to get out of bed. It, I had Excedrin, some Pedialyte, mm-hmm. um, a lot of water. I had to, like, my mommy made me a lobster bake. I'm in Orlando trying to recover because I went to the game last night. <laughs> Um, so it's been pretty rough. And then, you know, just the memories of being there. I saw that touchdown right in front of uh, me when the, the, the game tied. Uh, and it happened goodness. right in front of me. That touchdown came towards you. Yeah. It, it, it's yes, like, it, it did. marching to your heart. Oh, right? man. Was... It was as if it was for me. It was like yeah. Brady, Delaney, Fournette, Jeanette, this one's for you. Man, and is... I stood there and I took it and I lost my voice. I didn't have a voice this morning. Um, uh, did you say you had a lobster bake after the game to try and uh, fight the hangover? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I just had it. I just had it like an hour ago. Oh, My mom made it for me. Is that a good idea for uh, for a hangover is a lobster bake? I'm just wondering. I have no regrets. I think you should try it. Okay. It was pretty good. There was a lot of cheese on it. There was a lot of cheese on it. I think that's what really made the difference here. So, Jeanette, Mike Evans' touchdown yes. came right in front of you, right at you, right towards you. And Stafford's pass to Cooper Cup was just heading the opposite way. The the stadium went silent. Listen, listen when I say you could hear a pin drop in that same. When that ball flew in the air and on the other end, you see Cooper Cup completely wide open. You literally just stood there. The shock. My face just, my jaw dropped and everybody else around me. And that was really the special part for me. It was like, thank God I was just surrounded by a bunch of fellow Buccaneers fans. Because we really went through all the pain together. Well, we're probably you, feeling all the pain together I, right now. I want you to know, Jeanette, that your family here at Ken Levick Alive is here for you. So if you need anything, please uh, reach out. Uh, late night call, direct that to uh, Stone. Um, but um, if, uh, if if you need anything, if you need some flowers, maybe Uber Eats delivered to your house, let us know. We'll take care of you, okay? Oh, yeah. I really appreciate the support. Thank you. And thank you for the work that you're doing. I know all of us fans who are really heartbroken today appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No, it is it is our pleasure. We're doing it as a service to the people. Thank you, Jeanette Javier. She'll join us Wednesday here on uh, Ken Levick Alive. Do we have time, Stone, for uh, uh, just one more Titans call? Absolutely. All right, let's do... Let's do one Titans call here. We're going to call uh, Aiden Reed. This is a, um, a high school teammate 
of of yours, Stone? A college football teammate. College football Music teammate. Music City. Yeah. Uh, so he he lives in uh, Nashville. He lives correct? in Nashville too. Uh, yeah. Really? Is oh, yeah. he gonna is he gonna hang up on us too? No, he will not. Okay. That was uh, still still. Hey, uh, John. No hard feelings, man. We just wanted to make you feel better. <laughs> we were trying to help him. Yeah. But you know what? He's not ready. He's not ready he's, for people to reach out. And you know what? I completely understand that. We have to be understanding in this moment for him. Yeah. And we'll yeah, give him space. Because uh, we're sensitive to people's feelings right yeah, now. It, it was a rough weekend in the NFL for four fan bases. Yeah, yeah. But great um, for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Great for everybody else. Hello? Uh, hi, uh, Aaron. Uh, this is Ken Levick at ESPN 106.3 in West Palm Beach. Ken Levick at Theodore and Stone Labanowitz. Uh, we're just calling welfare check uh, on Titans fans right now, and we wanted to make sure you're okay. How you feeling this morning, pal? Uh, not feeling the best, but probably feeling a lot better uh, than Ryan Tannehill after his performance with the uh, the three key interceptions. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was really bad. We're calling that the Tannehill trifecta, uh, yeah. by the way, today. To um, co-op that. Uh, so, so Aaron, how did you how did you handle the loss on Saturday? What did you do in the immediate aftermath of the Titans' loss? Uh, the immediate aftermath definitely uh, bought a couple of shots. Uh, to get over the initial pain, sure. uh, I had to numb the pain because it was so embarrassing uh, to watch the Titans, uh, specifically Ryan Tannehill's performance after we could have gone down to tie up the game and he decides to uh, throw another interception, which was the third and final. Then yeah. we lost. Now, I want to, uh, Stone, uh, Aaron, your, your former college teammate, uh, does this check out? Things go a little bit poorly and some shots are ordered. Does this check out here with Aaron? Oh, it's 100%. A guaranteed success rate. That, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. I actually was on social media and I saw the, you know, the rise up to the occurrence. You know, Aaron was posting oh. stuff all over social media. Everyone's mm-hmm. wearing a Titans jersey. He's out. The bar is jumping. And uh, uh, it's I'm, tough. And Aaron, we feel for you. Uh, we just want to. Are, are you are you going to make it through this? OK. Do you need anything? Yeah, man. Uh a new quarterback would be ideal. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll do what we can. We'll I think our options are limited. I was thinking more along the lines of a warm meal delivered to your home, but uh, we'll we'll work on the quarterback as well. Aaron, uh, uh, we just wanted to check in. Uh, appreciate you and uh, hang in there, okay? Appreciate it. You guys have a good one. All right, Please. that is uh, Aaron Reed, former college uh, teammate of Stone Labanowitz. Seems like Titans fans are pretty much they're doing okay right now. Yeah, and I think for Aaron, he probably has spent. A lot of his time asking for a new quarterback. I mean, he played with Stone, so right, you know, like he's used to wanting a new quarterback. Oh, that was really well done. Wow. Yeah, well done, Theo. Oh, it's not uh, even Temple of Troll yet. Uh, I was going to say that's an early Temple yeah. of Troll. Bucks fans are on the the road to recovery. Lobster bake with a ton of cheese. Apparently, yeah. that's a good hangover meal. I had no idea, Jeanette. Uh, uh, Courtney's ready to break up with Aaron Rodgers. So Packers fans seem like they know the inevitable is coming, and Bills fans They're still not up. ready to talk. They're hanging up on this or oh, denying their man. fandom. That <laughs> is unbelievable. Whatever we uh, we tried we we tried we tried our best to uh, be there for the community. More to come here on Ken Levick Alive, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program at fau.edu/mba-sport. I'm Ken Levick here on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levick. Ken 
Topic Live rolls on here on ESPN 106.3, not to mention the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Don't forget the free Ken Levick Alive podcast, wherever you get your podcast every single day. Enjoy it uh, and and uh, snuggle it to your, your bosom and to your closest family members. It's the Ken Levick Alive podcast. Uh, I, I, I want to focus on a story that has captured my attention, and it's... It's hilarious. It's very South Florida-ish. It is very topical, worldly, but it's also mortifying. Let me start with this. Jeanette Javier, are you a Cruise fan? Yes. Not Tom Cruise, but like the boat. Yes. Okay. Stone the Banowitz, are you a fan of cruises? Big fan. All right. Let me read to you from CNN. A cruise ship heading to Miami changed course to the Bahamas Saturday after a U.S. judge issued an arrest warrant for the ship due to unpaid fuel bills. If the Crystal Symphony had continued course to Miami, it would have been seized by authorities. So it instead went to Bimini, first reported by USA Today. The ship is still docked at the Bahama port, according to a cruise ship tracker. The saga began Wednesday when Peninsula Petroleum Far East filed a lawsuit in South Florida federal court against Crystal Cruises, alleging it owed unpaid fuel bills totaling more than $4.6 million, $1.2 million specifically for the cruise company. On Thursday, a U.S. judge issued an arrest warrant ahead of the ship's scheduled Saturday arrival in Miami, meaning the ship would be seized by a U.S. marshal and a court-appointed custodian. Crystal Cruises said about 300 passengers were transferred by ferry on Sunday from Bimini to Fort Lauderdale in heavy surf and heavy waves because in Clement weather. The cruise ship saying, quote, it was uncomfortable because of bad weather. The end of the cruise was not the conclusion to our guest vacation we originally planned for. So, so, so this cruise ship, this company hadn't paid its fuel bills, okay? So if it sailed into Florida waters, they immediately would have been boarded by law enforcement and the ship would have been seized and likely crew would have been arrested. So what did they do with over 300 passengers on board who have no idea what's no. going on? No idea. Oh my! They end up going to the Bahamas. Let's an go! entirely different country. Woo! And then just to top it off, it's not, oh, hey, complimentary stays uh, at Bimini uh, for, with us for a couple of days. No, it's get on these small boats. The weather is terrible and we're gonna sail you across the caribbean to send you to miami and fort lauderdale and if you get ill sorry so basically these passengers turned into they were kidnapped these passengers were were kidnapped they were legitimately kidnapped kidnapped, and there's no recourse they're not going to get any sort of refund in fact that cruise ship is just sort of sitting there it can't come into american waters ever or else it's going to be seized by law enforcement now let me ask you you're in that position you're in that situation and your cruise ship you've basically been kidnapped by your cruise ship company and they say hey get on this boat so we can cross this treacherous piece of water and and your vacation's done, by the way. You react how, Jeanette? I'm extending my vacation. I'm staying on the island. Excuse me. Let me find a hotel. Thank you for the free ride. I will find a flight to get me back to where I need to go. Would you ever go on a cruise again after that? Yes. 
Absolutely. I wouldn't go on that cruise line. Well, that cruise line's probably going out of business. In yes. fact, it has ceased operations, they say, for the next three months. So they can so wow. so they can uh, take uh, a, an inventory of its financial situation. I'm, I'm bimini now. So thank you for this opportunity. I'm going to make the most of it. Catch me outside with a pina colada, some sunglasses, and some nice hotel. Here's the thing, though. There is no greater uh, danger zone for COVID right now than a cruise ship, okay? So not only that, you're dodging that. You're on a cruise ship. Uh, and and so you, you avoid the COVID, but then you end up solely heading to the Bahamas and being kidnapped. I would, I would just never do it again. I would just write off the whole cruise experience. I'm with Jeanette entirely. I mean, it's where's the nearest hotel at, mm-hmm. at the cheapest price. Where are that. you getting this money? You've already wasted all your money on this cruise, I, this seven-day cruise. I can guarantee you they have a voucher for the next cruise three months down the, the business, road. The business is going out of business. The There's not going to be There's, any vouchers. Well, then it's their sister There's company. prison time. And I'm calling my peoples with a boat. And, you know, come hang out at my oh. hotel. Stone has people with a boat. I was going to say, I, don't, I was going to fly back, but now I got to go with Stone's people. Yeah, let's go. The Bahamas is like three and a half hours away on boat. Not even. Au revoir. Thank you for the vacation. Oh, Jeanette, we got this. <laughs> I'm not worried at all. You guys take the dinghies. We're here. We're yeah, I don't know I'm what y'all you, thinking. I and the best part is I can literally call work or email them. Like, hey, listen, my cruise I, I ship. I got kidnapped by my I cruise. Ship. You know, I can't come back to work, so I gotta stay on the island. What is the announcement that the boat makes, though? It has to be weather, right? That they make them. They're not telling people what's yeah, going on. Yeah, but like you know how in the morning the captain comes out and goes. Yes, that's what I'm asking. It's like a boo boo's like a like an alarm like eh, eh, eh. yeah yeah that's their emergency uh, no yeah when you don't hear the boom 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 you know there's problems like <laughs> like those people who annoyingly use that as their their alarm on their phone like have you ever shacked up with anybody who uses that as an alarm on their phone and then you're jostled awake you didn't know where you were in the first place who's that what is this what's happening oh you just need an alarm to experience yeah, that yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my point was it just made it more jarring. But you're right. You don't necessarily need an alarm for that. But 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 then the, the captain's like, we are, uh, this is your captain speaking, and uh, we're going to be making a detour to the beautiful nation of the Bahamas. All the while, you've been packing, and you're ready to disembark at your original destination in Miami. We have a problem with local law enforcement, and we're not really sure how long we're going to be in the beautiful nation of Bahamas, but don't forget about the buffet that starts at 10 a.m. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, I was expecting something completely different, like, bam, bam, bam. Hey, uh, what's up, everyone? <laughs> Just letting y'all know we got a slight issue. Uh, looks like we're extending your trip. You're going to be in Bimini or one of these islands right behind us for a little longer. Uh, figure it out, but we got these dinghies if you want to head back. <laughs> so so what you're saying is the captain's already fled. Yeah, he don't care anymore. Ship, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've got someone else. Hell, it might be Jeanette who's on the intercom right now who's uh, <laughs> telling the passengers what's about to happen. I mean, that is just miserable. It's not just that you had your vacation ended. It's that you then had to get on a small boat because the boat can't enter American waters and you had to basically navigate through. I, I wonder if you have to control your own boat. But, sir, I've never, I've never sailed a boat before. Sorry, just use never? the steering wheel. Me? You've never sailed a boat before? 
I've, I've been in a boat that's sailing. Oh, I've never okay. sailed a boat. I'm oh, not Christopher okay. Columbus. Here's the bigger question. <laughs> what what else is, in Santa Maria? What else is wrong with the boat? If they can't pay their gas bill, what's going on underneath the hood? Oh, there's holes in the boat. There's holes <laughs> in the boat. There's a lot going on if they're not even. Yeah, if you if you're bill. if you're behind millions of dollars on fuel, yeah, there's some other issues. There's spoiled food. The chandeliers are are cracking. You're tread, uh, you're but do you ever do you yeah. ever notice those things when you're on a cruise? No. Exactly. Until someone comes on. Hey, what's up? Tap. Tap the microphone real quick. Hello. 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 Mic check. One, this two, thing on? Check, one check. two, three. Yeah. Nobody uh, notices that stuff when you're, you get the unlimited drinking package and you call it a day. I mean, that is a vacation disaster. <laughs> like for me, I'm so down on cruises right now. Oh, boy. But that's a new one. That's like the plot of a movie. Oh, yeah, our cruise ship is a fugitive from the law. So we're going to end up in a completely unintended country. That's a movie. That's a movie. And it happened in real life. And it's not shocking that the basis of all of this is right here in South Florida. This is the only place where that could happen. South Florida represent. Let's go. South Florida in the business of arresting cruise ships and chasing <laughs> cruise ships that are fugitives from the law. Four millions of dollars for is so Four million dollars of unpaid fuel. Yikes. <laughs> That'll do it on that note for Ken Levick alive here on this Wednesday. I want to thank Friday Night Lightstone, Lebanowitz, Jeanette Javier. Outstanding as always. She'll be back next Wednesday. I'm Ken Levick. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.